Hey, this is Jim. We're back with another Rewind episode. In this episode, we're talking to Dr. Eric Helms again, and this time we're talking about carbs. In our next episode, we'll be talking about fat. We're recapping the initial episodes of this podcast because uh, of circumstances beyond our control, but we'll be back as soon as we can. Thanks. You're listening to 50% Facts, the show where we try to answer specific questions on an individual topic, and then at the end, we bring in an expert to give you the real answers. I'm Jim McDonald. And I'm Mike Farr. Welcome to our show. I don't know, just a a little different. I'm trying to think outside the box. You know, I like to think of myself as a creative. And then what did you name me? HSP. Highly sensitive person. Highly he's sensitive labeled me. Person. He's labeled me. I mean, he's correct, but he's labeled me. HSP. So we're talking about the fact that um, Mike has been labeled a highly sensitive person. It's true. It is true. I even I even think to myself sometimes at night, like, fuck, bro, I was real pissed off about that, and that, that meant nothing. <laughs> like, that ruined my whole day, and that meant nothing. I well, can feel you on that yeah. sometimes, you know. No, little... I think you're HP, HSP too. That's yeah, why we get along. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're similar. Yeah, because some stupid little thing can just kind of change your whole perspective. Yeah. And uh, and really make you stuck sometimes too. It's like, I don't want to go any further in that direction because 100%. that was uncomfortable. I don't want to do that. Yeah, I, I don't like conflict. I, uh, so I'm HSP, I believe. I don't know if that's official thing or not, but I am. Uh, I don't like conflict, and then I have some anxiety here and there. And those three do not work. No. They do not work. Because then, yeah, something will trigger me. Something will trigger me with this HSP-ness. Uh, HSP-ness. Anyway. HSP-ness, right? Like the, the ness of having HSP. And then... Uh, and it's most likely driven by conflict, which I hate so much. And then the, my anxiety and my HSP only work, they only work with negative things. Uh-huh. Right? I'm sure there's someone that's HSP out there that's positive. Like yeah. they're just so love. they're so sensitive and loving and passionate. I'm so sensitive, like a defense. Yeah. Which is like my, my 20% of my um, self-esteem issues. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I kind of, a, a, I'm not bipolar by any means, but I have a, a polarity in my personality, mm-hmm. right? A polarity in, in how sensitive I am and how strong I am, how confident I am, how non-confident I am, how loud I am and how quiet I am. Uh, and that doesn't work with the HSP because it never goes positive. It's only negative sensitivity. So you never had that sensation of um, getting a compliment and going, oh man, you never. Know, like pat yourself on the back all Never. Bit. I'm never even excited anymore. I think I'm a walking zombie. I <laughs> I just recently purchased a house. Yeah. And everyone's like, you must be stoked. I'm like, I'm not. I'm not stoked at all. Like, it's just like, it's cool. It's yeah. cool. But like, it's like, I got a house and now it's like, now I got so much shit to do and bills and this. It's just like another step for me. It's work. I think, and, and, and here's just, I'm trying to give you guys a people into my deep, deep, dark, weird head. So for me, I've already, the confidence side of me is already like, I already know what's going to happen in the next 50 years for me. I've already thought about it. I visualized it. I know I'm going to be successful. I know what I'm going to do. And so then when I do those things, it's like, yeah, I did that thing. But I knew, I knew I'm going to buy a house and it's Uh a cool house and I like it, but I never visualized myself, you know, being a bum. And then, and then now I'm a bum. You know what I mean? Like I visualize good things happening, and so good things happen, and I expect I expect good things to happen because I work hard and I think about it. Does that make sense? You're not bipolar. You're unipolar. 
Maybe. I'm something. I, think we need I don't a, know. We need a psychologist in here to tell. Oh, well, uh, we, we should actually do that. That'll be a whole dude. That would be funny, actually. Uh, if someone just sat in and listened to you and I, and then they just tell us how fucked up we are. Uh, well, no, I actually see somebody like that about once a month, but that's. <laughs> <laughs> I need that. I need that's that other thing altogether. I. I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole, but I will say this: that <laughs> that, that uh, I'm not somebody that particularly gets depressed. Yeah. Uh, unless it's situational, but boy, I can get anxiety, and it, yeah. and it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to come from anything, although it can. Yeah, yeah. Mine are mostly triggered, I think. But but they're triggered, like we said, like one little thing could trigger me for no reason. Yeah, one little thing, or a, or a cluster of of like not positive things. Yeah, yeah. That make you feel a little shitty about yourself, and you're just like, oh, there goes my confidence. Yeah, and yeah. I know though, and I know it's not normal because I have friends, a lot of friends, that would just brush that off. Like, are you kidding? Like that bugged like, you? Why would that bother yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, okay, I'm about to cry. That really bugged me. You know, like yeah. I'm about to go home. Like I'll shut down a day. I'll yeah. Just shut down my whole day and be done. Yeah. Welcome to fifty percent facts. Welcome. We're gonna have an intro. Uh, or do you want to explain what the hell's going on? Yeah, um, yeah. <clears throat> Where we take your questions, our questions, life questions, fitness, financial, personal, s- sexual, HS penis questions, and we're going to answer them to the worst of our ability, to the best of our ability that isn't that good. Right. And then we're going to take an expert that's going to answer them to the best of, of the world's knowledge. We're not setting a high bar on a lot of these things. Not for us. <laughs> we, which is why we're we're seeking out experts and getting their opinion. We're, we have some experiences, but we right. may not have a lot of expertises. Yeah, and we may have misunderstood well, like a sure. lot of stuff. For and sure. Yeah, it always seems to run that way. You know what I'm good at? I'm good at, um, which a lot of people aren't now that I rip myself for being HSP, what I'm good at. Let's end this on a positive note. <laughs> what I'm good at is saying I don't know. Yeah. I, a lot of people don't do that. And I've always, from day one, I've always just said like, eh, that's not really my, you know, like I get DMs and they're like, hey, Mike, I r- ripped my shoulder. Shut. Look, bro, one, we're an Instagram DM. I'm not going right. to diagnose here. Ripped deltoid. Right. Two, go to a doctor. That's not me. Or, right. or even otherwise, like, oh, uh, I want to get my snatch stronger. Like, could I help him? Maybe. You know, I've been around enough weightlifters. I've done it myself a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'll just like, yeah, you should probably go talk to so-and-so weightlifting coach, not me. Yeah, no, I think that, that uh, I think that guys are particularly uh, susceptible to that idea that you need to to come up with uh, offer a solution yeah. or 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 solve a problem for somebody. Yeah, uh, I think that it's a bad habit because you end up just talking out of your ass, basically. Yeah, I don't know why that is. Uh, uh, we're, we're going everywhere. I love this. The stereotypes for women are often projected aloud, uh, often, like mm. always joked about, right? The blonde joke, the dumb joke, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a bunch of stereotypes for dudes, but they don't get talked about that much. Like the, there is one joke about the dude never asking for directions. Yeah, um, I'm that guy though. Well, that's so true. Or oh, reading instructions. I hate to read instructions. I hate instructions for sure, but that's more my ADD rather than my ego. Uh, my ego doesn't get in the way for me to say I don't know, mm. or, or or directions or instructions. Uh, I kind of like people being guided. <laughs> Leave me. I don't know. <laughs> well, I think that that's true of a lot of people, and I think that that I mean, we've both produced a lot of informational content over the years, and um, people pay a lot more attention than we thought at the time. For sure, I think that we came to realize somewhere along the line, it's like, oh, people are actually like expecting us to know what we're talking about, and to a certain extent, we do. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but to a certain extent, we don't, and that's why we're sitting here talking to you now in this way, and knowing that we're going to talk to an expert shortly who is going to answer these questions uh, for us in a somewhat more definitive way. Yeah, and I think uh, some things I don't think about 
I'll say something and I don't think that I'm making a statement, but every time you talk, you're making a statement, right? So like I was, uh, uh, I went to um, Cody Nola's last fight where he lost to TJ Dillashaw with mm-hmm. some homies and, and we're vlogging. And I said something about um, maybe Dominic Cruz or another fighter losing to another fighter and mm-hmm. I was wrong. They didn't even fight. But mm. I'm live. There's uh, we're in an arena. Mm-hmm. I probably had a beer or two, and mm-hmm. I'm vlogging. And so I don't think like, oh, did that guy actually fight? I just know like these guys, this these four fighters. You know, this guy beat that guy. This guy might have beat that guy. And so I say it like, oh yeah, that guy's so good. He beat so and so. And then I'm getting ripped. They didn't even fight. You fake UFC fan. Like, bro, in the moment, like I don't edit everything out. You know, if I'm wrong, I don't edit it out. So you didn't have like across the screen saying I got this wrong. Yeah, or whatever. I don't fact check myself. I you know like it's. Same thing with the podcasts and whatever we've done long format and unedited format yeah i'm gonna say tons of shit wrong right. i'm gonna say shit wrong because i'm actually wrong and i'm gonna say shit wrong because i misspoke right right like that that's just gonna happen in a conversation yeah. you have with everybody day to day people just miss make mistakes mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and people but you put it on the internet you're done for yeah so this is why we're talking to experts on this show another th- thing that's going to happen though that i'm i'm pretty confident about is that people will not agree with our experts sure and if people have people have a point opposing points of view and they have real experts um backing those opposing opposing points of view yeah. and i can't speak then we'll bring those people on yeah, tweet us on. tweet us i'm yeah. silent michael two case i'm the jim mcd Tweet us your questions that you want answered. Like we said, fitness, financial, life, self-help, uh, yeah. anything. I don't give a shit. We'll talk about cars. I, what do I care? Uh, things that we can answer, though. Uh, yeah. And then, two, uh, send us an expert you think, or, or just send us someone you think that's a dope expert, and then I'll find a question for them. Yeah, and it, and also, if you want to send us a voice memo or a, or a video uh, of your question that we can use on the show, then you can send it to social at 50% facts. That's five zero percent spelled out facts.com. Yeah. I'm excited to dig into some of the fitness stuff just because it'll give us a chance to talk to some of our homies that I haven't talked to in a while. It's a good excuse. Like in the fitness industry, the only excuse to hang out uh, is like the Arnold and like stuff like that. And I don't enjoy expos that much anymore. I think they're the same thing. I was having a conversation yesterday. Yesterday, me and Connor are about to go to TwitchCon for the first time this weekend, which is Twitch's expo. Twitch, for those that don't know, it's a streaming um, social media, I guess, or streaming mm-hmm. platform uh, owned by Amazon that's typically for gaming and gamers, and you'll hang out, build a community, whatever. And so I'm really deep into that over the last year or two, uh, and it just happens to be in San Jose this year. Oh. So we're like, yeah, we'll go. And I was talking to someone who's launching a product there, and him and I were talking. He's also in the fitness industry. Uh, he owned a supplement company back in the day, and he's mm-hmm. like, man, those like the Arnold, the Olympia, all of them, they literally haven't changed in the last 15 years. Like maybe yeah. there's been a couple different like faces that are cool now that weren't then, yeah. but like not that many. Like Michael Hearns was cool; he's still cool. Like Dana, Dana uh, Lynn Bailey, you know, like there's stu- she's still right. line. she's still right. like a figure face, and like things are always kind of the same. The products are the same, just mm-hmm. slightly different label. There's nothing you go up and you're like, wow, that's so new and so different. Where in Twitch and gaming, it's related to tech, and that's like the fastest moving industry in the world. So like things right. are always different. There's in very least there's a new game. Yeah. Like, there's no new game in fitness. Like, there's a barbell, there's a dumbbell, and there's, like, stretching. Well, that's the thing. I mean, people people expect there to be new things, and, and if, if something's talked about as being different, there isn't nothing's, nothing's no. been different or new for a long time. Things are, are um, I think the language around things changes, and I think that that's actually, actually something that we're trying to deal with here is the fact that... Um, that if you don't have the vocabulary to have a discussion with somebody, then you're not talking about the same specific thing. Right. 
Uh, and I think that people half know vocabulary back to 50%. Yeah. And so they'll use a word and they'll not know really what it means in the context of, uh, of a nutrition question or a fitness question or anything else. And, and they'll, you know, they'll just be wrong. Especially nutrition. Yeah. People are having all these conversations, uh, but they're talking about different things. They're talking about whether we're talking about performance, longevity, right. general health, right. a specific thing, uh, you know, specific condition, mm-hmm. uh, gluten intolerant, whatever it might be. People are just like, they just flat label like, oh, this is the best diet. Like, the best diet for what? You know, like, and so hopefully we, we get to answer some of those things going on. Absolutely. Carbohydrate. Carbohydrates are the uh, are number two on our list of, of things that we want to talk about. We're starting with the macros. Um, carbohydrates. What do we know about carbohydrates? Just so you guys are like, oh, carbo, like we're real fucking cool. We're gonna start a little bit more basic, and then we'll, we'll get into we'll get into what happens when your penis breaks later. <laughs> I'll help you guys answer that, and, and and why your butthole itches. We'll get into more things later, but for now, we're gonna cover some basics. And then we'll teach you the steroids or how to get jacked or, or how to get a girl. You know, social things would be cool. I know you talked about like love yeah. and sex. Like no joke, like like a, a pickup guy would be cool. You know, pickup yeah. pickup was such a thing when I was in college for some reason. Like uh, like the the psychology of getting a date or getting laid. Uh-huh. Like there's books on it. There's right. a big YouTube channel mm-hmm. called The Simple Pickup. I bet you we could get those guys. I think they know Bart. That'd be funny. How to pick up a woman? I know all you nerds out there trying to get laid. <laughs> Tinder's not working. We, we got to solve the incel problem. Yeah, we got you. I mean, it's maybe it's on us to solve the insult problem. We'll do it. Carbohydrate. I don't know carbo. Hydrate means to uh, uh, water. Uh, Keep I, hydrated. I, I think. For sure. Uh, uh, so there's some d- direct thing that I did learn. So obviously carbs is another micro uh, uh, macronutrient. Uh, for, for four calories per gram of carbs. I know that. Um, I know it's our first and easiest energy source for our bodies to tap into, right? Uh-huh. It, it turns it, it into gly- glycogen and, and all those things, and your brain wants to use it the uh, easiest. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, your muscles hold onto it with water, and there is some exact calculation that I should probably remember of how many carbs you eat per how much water is stored in your muscle while you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, in my head, each muscle kind of has like your body as well, um, has like a tank. Uh, of glycogen right like a certain amount um and and when you start to exercise or even just live you're slowly taken away from that tank much like a gas tank right it helps you get pumped in the gym i know that you're trying to look swole eat some carbs it blows your veins up yeah because i think that has to do with the water right in the the circulation water yeah yeah that makes sense that makes sense i i don't know that that's true but i believe it's to be I believe it to be true. Um, okay, so here's a question for you. Is it uh, douchey to use uh, CHO? Oh, uh, because is that the chemical form? I, I think that's the chemical form. So I think it's uh, I think it's cool. You I think, think it's cool? I think it's a chemical form. It's, it's, it's car- carbo, goddamn, I almost grabbed my phone to Google. But we're, the rule <laughs> is also that me and Jim are never going to Google. We, him and I are coming up with a list of questions, and we're going to get them from you guys on Twitter, but we're never going to do extra research. Right. Uh, on purpose. Right. Exactly, because the point of this is to prove um, what we don't know. The, the the point of it is that we are experts in what we do, and we still don't know shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so I think CHO is the chemical thing, right? Because H H two O or something. I know I've been hearing it for a very very long time. The other one that bugs me 
and I have to decide whether or not this, this is a douchey thing, is KCALs. Yeah, I think who writes it, it depends, right? Yeah. So if you have like a little, uh, you know, fit bunny and all she does is, 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 is body weight squats and she's talking about KCALs and CHOs, you're like, all right. But but our guest on here is also uh, Eric Helms, who's a, a doctor. And if he says KCALs, I'm not going to say a word. We're going to doctor. I think we're going to just ask him the question the directly. Question. He's, enough, he's enough of a dude. He's a nerd, but he's a dude. No, no, no. Yeah, he's, that's why he's cool. I'm going to ask, also ask him to freestyle. He used to rap. He used oh. to rap and uh, dance battle. Okay. So <laughs> so I was walking over to, to Starbucks, which is like a block from here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yesterday, I'm losing my voice. <clears throat> More coffee. Stand by. Okay. And there's a guy in the parking lot on the ground with a MacBook and he's got beats playing on it and he's fucking rapping That's to sick. it. That's sick. And he looked like a homeless guy with a laptop. Maybe he's just vibing. I don't know. You got to get inspiration know. from somewhere. I guess, maybe. I don't know. I, don't I mean, know he sounded pretty good. I don't I don't know exactly what he was saying, but you know how how the rhythm and the meter yeah, yeah, yeah. sounds, you know, a particular way. He, he could have been saying anything. I don't know. Yeah. He could have been speaking another language. Or he could have been he, speaking in tongues. I don't know. He could have stolen the laptop. He could have been homeless. <clears throat> it's totally possible. Yeah. But, you know, our homeless, I just moved downtown. Our homeless ain't that bad. Like compared to like L.A. or San Francisco, like they're straight zombies, man. The drugs and stuff in L.A. and San Francisco are way worse than here. I think that could be true. Yeah, that you're like sort of right on that corridor too that comes back and forth between. Yeah, we're pretty hidden right now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't get with New York. Even the New York homeless, I, f- I feel like those guys are just down on their luck. And this is one hundred percent me just being judgmental. And again, but but I feel like they're down on their luck in New York. <laughs> But, like, they're not all strung out. But, like, San Francisco and L.A., like, all the homeless are so strung out. They're on a different dimension. I feel like that we might be able to do a multi-part episode on on causes of homelessness. Yeah, the like, psychology of it. Yeah. Because I've heard, <laughs> here goes all my facts. That's how this whole thing started. We have a script, that, but I don't know if you guys read it, but basically I was throwing out shit facts in a past podcast. Yes. And I said I might be 50% wrong, and Jim agreed that I'm probably 50% wrong. <laughs> and and that turned into the uh, the name of that episode. Yeah. Uh, 50% but, facts, which is how we got to be here. I think homeless, uh, they did, and I don't know how they even know this, right? What are you going to go survey a bunch of homeless people? They're going to tell you to fuck off. But I think they said like a certain, like a large percent of homeless choose to be homeless because they don't like the restrictions of, of the man. The, they like to be off the grid. Yeah. And, and, and it was a, a, a larger percentage that surprised me. 20, 30, 40% of people choose to be homeless. They don't like the confines of, of house, right? Maybe, maybe it's a, a claustrophobia thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is a mental health thing, but they don't like that. And they don't like, yeah, the constraints of our, our community in, in America and our societal binds. How do they feel about carbohydrates? Carbohydrates. <laughs> that's all I know. I, uh, you don't need them. You don't need them. I think it's the one uh, uh, macronutrient that isn't essential to living. I think that's correct. Um, what else? Oh, okay. So uh, we're talking about dietary carbohydrates. Yeah. They're very... Uh, Processed ones, yeah, yeah, yeah. So very, so, very simple ones. There are like a lot of they're very ca- a lot of categories, right? There's like yeah, simple, uh, uh, refined. I think that's similar. But then, then, then within that, there's sugar, right? Which is a refined carbohydrate. I, I like where your head's at. I'm 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 reliving my ten year old college experience. Uh, and then within there, there's fructose, there's glucose, there's anything with the os. Right. Does os mean sugar? It probably does. Because then there's a million of those that's things. That's the question. Yeah. O- Ose means sugar, and there's a million things, uh, uh, a million of them. And, and some are fructose. What did I say? Glucose, fructose, 
Lactose. Lactose. Milk sugar. Milk sugar. Right? Uh, so there's a bunch of different those, and they, they, they react generally the same, but slightly different in the body. Like, I believe fructose um, wants to be stored in your... Uh, 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 Liver, I believe. Uh, I believe, uh, and 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 once that overflows, then you start to store it as adipose tissue. Uh, gl- uh, glucose or, or sh- carbohydrates in general are a little bit easier to overeat uh-huh. uh, because they taste delicious, especially when they're mixed with some kind of fat. Like think of the most delicious things on the planet, and they have a lot of fat, dietary fat, and uh-huh. dietary carbs, like donuts, uh, ice cream pizza all the best products on the entire planet uh, have both of those and so they're easy to overeat and when you overeat carbohydrates they are easier to be stored as adipose tissue or body fat i know that because i'm i've I've been there i feel you guys a thing that i think i've heard recently and i don't know that this is true but we'll ask is that if that if you're just eating carbohydrate and you're not eating fat with carbohydrate you're less likely to turn that energy into fat storage i've heard that too but i don't know again uh uh we talked about like chronic things or 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 acute things i don't know if that's acute or chronic you know if that means like literally in a bite in a meal or in a day you know what i mean yeah because it has to depend because that's the same thing with uh another question that i we're going to dig into in a different episode but the uh um Index? Why can't I think right now? Glycemic the index. glycemic index, right, with like insulin spiking and how hard it hits your body. Yeah. That they, they studied it with acute things, meaning like in one meal. But mm-hmm. the fact is, it matters what you ate 24 hours ago. If I ate a shit ton of fiber for breakfast, mm-hmm. and then I have a, a, a just sugar meal six hours later, uh, it'll uh, be affected in your body differently. It'll be processed in your body different, so the insulin spike won't be as hard. Right. Rather than if I haven't eaten for a week and then I go eat a Snickers bar. <laughs> Snickers is a bad example because it has fat in it, but you know what I mean. I eat a bunch of sugar, then then the the, the index is going to go through the sky. Yeah, like um, like gummy stuff is pretty much yeah, gummy bears. It's, it's like good. it's like sugar and and yeah. uh, glycine or something, yeah. right? It's just it's just just jello basically. Yeah, yeah fruit fruits, veggies, those are carbs, and fruits are, tend to be a little bit more simple. Yeah, uh, of a sugar. Have, you typically fiber. have very much fat in them. It's more fiber. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. I think that's a big difference too in how complex the carb is um, itself is is if there's fiber involved, it's more of a, a complex carb, mm-hmm. um, right? Because people think about brown rice, they think about veggies, <laughs> things like that, and even some fruits. Uh, and then you start to think more refined sugars. You start to think gummy bears and, and mostly man-made shit. Cane right. sugar is obviously a natural one. Fruit's a natural one. I don't think there's that many refined sugars that are... Unprocessed. Where else does sugar come from? Beets. Cane. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I think yeah. like yeah to refine it. Cane is like the main one that's refined, but I think a lot of it is yeah fruits and veggies. But those have fiber, so that's what people talk about. Like general health recommendations for people that want to get healthy and not be overweight is you eat you know more natural looking foods, less processed foods. You tend to get <laughs> less sugar in a more voluminous product right to eat a whole apple it's what i don't know uh, 20 carbs maybe 15 sugar mm-hmm. but it's got like five grams of fiber and you're pretty full after a big old apple where you eat like one tiny handful of gummy bears and you're probably at 30 grams of sugar no fiber no vitamins or minerals right it's my favorite group carbs for those, yeah those, those i want to send us anything <laughs> i love carbs um what was i going to say that the, the the carbs plus fat thing makes me think of uh, uh, John Berardi. Yep. Way back in the day, 
He basically said, eat your protein with your fat or eat your carbs with your fat, but don't eat your your fat and your carbs together. Yeah, and you hear about that a lot now, but I feel like you hear about that in, again, the bigger picture rather than the meal. And I don't know, I, I know what you eat together does have an effect. And the, I don't know whether or not, I don't know how that's backed up by, by studies. Yeah. I don't have no, I don't have no. I have no clue about that. And that's, again, goes to like the toxicology report from that, like you eating sugar and fat together. Uh, and then like what you do that for a year, like it might balance out over a year, yeah. right? Like the insulin spike or the how much adipose right. you, because although we eat and we're, we're constantly storing fat and constantly using our body fat as a fuel source, okay, uh, right? Like all, all the time we're, we're burning, we're right. making energy, right? right, right. Like I've, there's a little bit of fat and even black coffee, like a hair, right? And so you're, you're using that and you're whatever. So, um, what you eat in a meal has a certain effect on your blood and how your body reacts, but it may not have a long-term effect. It may not matter. It may be insignificant in, in the big picture. All right. Let's Hopefully go. Eric will know. Yeah. Well, let's go to our expert. So we're back <laughs> with Eric Helms, and we're going to talk about carbohydrates. Um, my question number one is: Is the hydrate in hydrate referring to water really, or or some other chemical action? So, so yeah, yeah. The, the carbohydrates, w w w if you actually write it down, you write CHO. So it's it it, it has carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen in it, and uh, so so yeah, th th those are where we get those essential elements from. Is they, they are present in carbohydrate. You set us up for the next question. Me and Jim had a discussion whether it's douchey and and what level of douche and who can can write or text CHO and KCALS. Am I allowed to do it? Is it only for smart people like you? What if what if um, a what if a, a, a Zumba teacher writes it? Are they allowed to write like that? That's a great question. So I think <laughs> it, it's who who are, who are you trying to pander to? Like if you want the, the like the if it fits your macros crowd and the PubMed ninjas out there to like you, you better write PubMed ninjas, PubMed oh, yeah. ninjas, dude. I'm an Eric Helms samurai. I just follow your lead, bro. I'm not a PubMed ninja. That's the best. That's the best thing I've ever heard. Oh yeah, that that's when basically the entire argument is solved by just sending a, a link to PubMed. Oh. So you're like, yeah. So I've been doing a five by five lately. You're like, no, nah, you're doing it wrong. Link. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I say. A, yeah. I say one thing on Twitter, and everyone just blasts me. Well, the study I read, I read more studies than you. I'm like, I'm sure you did, pal. Great. What do you want? A high five? <laughs> so yeah, if if those people are getting you on Twitter, man, I would definitely go with the CHO and the KCALS. That'll help you. <laughs> that'll, that'll keep my street cred. So yeah, it's absolutely. okay. It's okay on Twitter. Is it okay on Instagram? Uh, depending upon no, I mean, no Instagram, you just need to wear like tight pants and and say something about uh, motivation. Carbs, fun. carbs with a Z. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah, gains with a Z, carbs with a Z, most things with a Z. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. So does everything that uh, uh, ends with O S E actually uh, constitute some kind of carbohydrate? Yeah, typically. So we're talking, you know, lactose, glucose, fructose. Yeah, th those are typically if you if you're looking at nutrition texts, that that's yeah, that that's like the one of the cheat things you remember when you're taking nutrition. Like ASC is an enzyme that breaks it down. Like lactase breaks down lactose. You know that kind of stuff. So yeah. So is there a should we be leaning toward one or or another version of uh, of an OS? I think for the most part, no. You, you, you probably want a, a broader range of things. So, you know, most of the time in our diets, we're, we're taking in a blend of uh, polysaccharides, disaccharides, and monosaccharides. So saccharide just means 
like a sugar. And most people, when they think sugar, they think table sugar, they think evil, they think I'm going to die. Um, and in reality, all carbohydrates eventually become sugar in some form or another in our body. So we use glucose to, to fuel the body and live. Can't, can't live without it. You know, having stable blood glucose levels is what determines it, whether or not you have, you know, diabetes or metabolic disorder. And um, so, you know, for example, lactose is a disaccharide that we get in dairy products, and it consists of galactose and glucose bound together. We break it down, we get both. Uh, and then most polysaccharides are what we think of as complex carbohydrates that uh, we break down these multi-polymer strains of, of glucose, like, you know, multidextrin or things like that. And also they have fiber and they take longer to digest. But for the most part, uh, if you have a good balanced diet, you're going to be getting in um, a mixture of all of it. And that, that's because you're eating fruits. That's because you're eating dairy. That's because you're eating grains. Uh, and even the occasional straight up uh, sugar in there as well is totally fine, just so long as it's it's all well balanced. Does that have anything to do with your energy? I think, you know, the old school thought is, you know, brown rice is going to give me energy for 20 hours and white rice is going to give me energy for three hours. And I made up those numbers, but that's kind of how the, the, the plain thought is. Or, or yeah, broccoli has some carbs in it and some fiber. That's long-term energy. Or I'm going to eat this uh, quote-unquote energy bar by Cliff or whoever wants to sponsor us. Uh, <laughs> and that's going to give me energy right now. Good old Cliff. Yeah, so so you guys have probably heard of the glycemic index before? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so like the glycemic index is a, a rough metric of, of how long to take for uh, blood glucose to rise in response to eating a food in isolation. Um, and the GI of foods is, it, it's, it's accurate, but it has limited utility uh, because it's based on uh, eating, like if you just sat down and ate a bowl of white bread or something like that. Um, definitely something I had for breakfast this morning. Yeah, I'm down. You guys. <laughs> yep. Yep. Get out my bowl, put a three slices of bread in the bowl, grab my fork, and we're, we're having breakfast, right? A little syrup so, on top. <laughs> yes, but now you've destroyed GI. See, this is oh, exactly my point. damn it. See, see, as soon as you start combining foods, now we, now we, we only know, like, uh, we, we can guess, but it's, it really it changes the, the glycemic load of the food. The total amount you eat and the types of eat kind of throw that number uh, out of the window. So um, when you have you know fats and protein and carbs together, um, as I mentioned uh, way back in the day when I was on the last show, um, that can change the the, the 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 digestion time of foods. Like if you were to add fat to protein, I think that's what we talked about last yeah, yeah. time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a long time ago. I can't remember. But yeah, if you yeah. add, uh, yeah, <laughs> if you add fat and protein to your carbohydrates, same thing happens. So digestion speed will slow. Uh, the appearance of glucose in your blood will change, and the GI score is essentially no longer valid if you want to get an assessment of that food. So I think, you know, what we did in the '90s, and especially in bodybuilding circles, um, was we got a little too focused on GI, and we were like, right, we want to have steady energy all the time. Uh, I want to eat, you know, these foods, these foods, and these foods, oats, you know, brown rice instead of white. Basically, nothing white. It's got to be the whole grain version. Um, just a bunch of racist end, nutritionists. Exactly. Just, just, just we're, we're done with white privilege in our food <laughs> as well. That's it. Um, so the, uh, the, the kind of the prevailing thing was let, let's just really base, base a good carbohydrate, quote, unquote, based on its GI score. And I think the reality is, is that that may be true if you're eating it in isolation, um, but that's just not the case in the context of a broader uh, way of looking at foods. Um, and I think a better way of assessing whether or not 
carbohydrate sources are quote unquote good is do they have a good micronutrient profile? You know, are, are they delivering a lot of, uh, you know, phytonutrients as well? So things like fruits and vegetables are great, but so are grains, so are lentils, uh, so are a lot of like legumes, all, all that stuff. There's, there's many different uh, sources of carbohydrates that have a lot of good nutritional value that's kind of independent of whether or not uh, they have a quote-unquote good or bad GI. So we shouldn't be eating uh, carbs from fast foods though, right? Or does it matter? Well, the, well, you know, the funny thing is that most fast foods don't give you just carbs. Right. Um, you know, I think in the, and this may be a little bit of a tangent, so feel free to pull me back if I go off the deep end No, here. let's go. Let's, all right, I'm jumping off the deep end. Yeah, we're going to hold hands so, and jump with you. I love it. We're all going to die together. Um, so, <laughs> the, uh, so you guys have probably heard people talking about uh, food addiction and how people are addicted to sugar and that sugar is driving uh, the obesity epidemic because everyone is just can't get enough of it and they're just shoveling it in their mouth. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they'll quote things like, hey, well, that's why people eat uh, cookies and, and cake so much and drink diet soda or drink soda so much, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I think they're only getting part of it right. If you were to look at studies where we look at what foods are most overconsumed, it really comes down to very high palatability. And palatability just means how good does that shit taste? And yeah. when you when you eat it, does it make you want to eat more? Because you know there I'm are an some expert foods in that area. That's, yeah. that's my hey, expert area. You know, I would say that data would show that half the states are as well. Yeah. So you're in good company. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know. <laughs> um, and and this is a thing. We have a very different food environment these days. So it's it's. If we just follow our natural signals of eat until I feel full, certain foods aren't going to get you there until you are really full. Um, I think we can all imagine if we sat down to a meal of you know sweet potatoes, um, some some chicken with a nice rub, and some some nice you know Spanish rice. That would be good. We would enjoy it. We would eat it, but it wouldn't make us hungrier with each bite. We would probably get a little fuller with each bite. On the other hand, if you sit down to a bag of sour cream and onion laced potato chips, you have the first chip and you're like, God damn, I need another <laughs> chip. Yeah. So it, there are foods that actually drive additional consumption. And when you look at the research on what those are, uh, they're typically combinations of both sweet and savory uh, mm. versus just uh, one or the other alone. Like you really don't find people, you know, breaking into Starbucks late at night and just getting caught by the police downing sugar packets by in disguise. I just, I couldn't afford it. My, my dealer was out of town, you know, like, like, like that doesn't happen, but people will crush an entire bag of Oreos um, or, or an entire bag of chips, which is actually not that high in sugar at all. So it's really these combinations of flavors, which drive hungers, things like pastries, uh, cookies, ice cream, pizza. Those are all in the top five. And the Talking only one that me. is, yeah, I know. I'm getting you guys all yeah. hot and bothered. Yeah. <laughs> the, only, the only one that is in the top five uh, that, that drives a lot of overconsumption is soda. And soda kind of comes at it from a mechanical angle. So we don't see, quote unquote, calories from liquid quite as well because it doesn't mm -hmm. distend our belly and create that fullness. So if you're just drinking straight sugar water, then yeah, that, that's not going to get sensed as much. It's very easy to keep drinking soda. Um, so that, that's, that's the one place where you probably do need to watch your straight-up sugar contents when you're drinking it. I don't want to keep going off the deep end, and I don't know who out there, you, Eric, or, or who believes in God or, or 
evolution or or Freud or whoever created us, I don't know. But why is it everything delicious uh, is addictive and not so great for us? Who who did well, that? One, one, I would say that Freud definitely created man. That's what uh, I've heard in a textbook. <laughs> I think we have solid proof that uh, that Freud was the progenitor of the human. Something race. like that, like the penis rules us all, or something. He said, I don't know. Correct. The, 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 the great phallus ship has landed on Earth. He came out and then he clapped his hands and, and people just got sprung out of their mother's wombs. That's, wishing to kill father. that's what I was told. Yes. You know, Dr. Eric yeah. Helms confirms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it is unfortunate that the stuff that tastes the best is also the stuff that gets us in the most trouble. And, you know, I think from a practical sense, there, there's ways to approach this when you are trying to, you know, change your body composition, improve your health. Um, some of the ways that I think we got it wrong in the quote unquote, like flexible dieting, if it fits your macros community is back. in I would say in the mid two thousands, and I was part of this, I was kind of there at ground zero when, uh, the wars on bodybuilding.com started happening where you'd have your, your bodybuilders, uh, warring against these PubMed ninjas. And, what ended up happening was they, they kind of closed ranks and stopped learning from one another, where the idea of uh, focus, focusing on food, quote-unquote, quality, uh, and, and certain foods in a more qualitative sense got shunned, and all of a sudden it was like, hey, dieting is easy. If you just eat whatever you want and just hit these three numbers, uh, you know, just fit it into your macros. You can do whatever you want. When I diet, I get to diet on uh, you know, fat-free frozen yogurt and I get to have Walton Farms and I get to eat whatever I want and I hit my protein, it doesn't matter, and you idiots out there are only eating three foods and you're binging. Well, the reality is, is that both camps have a little something and are missing a little something. I can't tell you how many times I've seen, you know, if it fits your macros folks, get to a point in their diet where their calories are just so low that they're really struggling because they're trying to fit in these foods that are really a bad budgetary decision. They pack a lot of calories for a low budget, there's a lot of flavor, and they're trying to satisfy themselves. They're trying to uh, make their diets taste as good as they can when they've only got 1,800 calories. And that's just not a good idea. You know, you're basically combining that whole sour cream and onion effect of, man, I've got to have more of that with, and you cannot, because we have a limit. Yeah, yeah. So, so really, there is something in the, uh, the approach of the old school bodybuilding uh, where most of the foods are relatively bland. You know, in that while they're not very satisfying and you really do feel quite a prisoner to this very short food list, which is why that's the problem on their side of the camp, it also doesn't derive immediate overconsumption and cravings. So the trick is to find a nice blend of the two. And as you diet, you're focusing on basically not trying to get as much flavor out of it as possible, but you're trying to not, you just don't want to love it. Basically, you want to eat foods that you don't dislike instead of chasing foods that you absolutely love. So you sit down, like I said, you know, that chicken with a nice rub, that sweet potato cooked in its own jacket, it's got that natural sweetness, and some Spanish rice. You're going to enjoy that meal, but it's not going to be just like, oh my God, I wish I could have four of those. Mm. Likewise, you don't completely ban yourself from the fat-free frozen yogurt or the occasional treat. Maybe you do things like having a refeed day or diet breaks and say – 10 to 20% of your, your calories, you allow yourself to have foods that would definitely not be on that, that old school bodybuilder list. So you get to satisfy your cravings but in a reasonable way uh, while the vast majority of your food are these kind of single ingredient food item staples that have lots of micronutrients, fiber, protein, 
and give you a lot of uh, mechanical satiety for a low calorie budget. So just looking at my notes, I we felt like maybe there was something special about fructose. Is there anything special about fructose or not? Like you can't store it or something, you know, that's like a magical fruit sugar fairy? Yeah, a, a lot of the, um, I would say the, uh, some of the ketogenic diet crowd, some of the anti-sugar crowd, um, and there is there is some some mechanistic underpinnings in this. Uh, they're they're looking at the way that the fructose is uh, is processed, how it has to go through the liver. It can't be directly stored as muscle glycogen, and there's postulations that 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 that's a problem. Um, but the reality is is that when you look at the research that shows uh, overconsumption of fructose to be an issue. It's actually typically in mouse models, and they're overfeeding them drastically. They're giving them a huge amount of fructose that even in, let's say, the average overweight American is, is unrealistic. Um, you know, even when we, when we consume high fructose corn syrup, the difference between that and regular table sugar is a very, very small percentage difference. If I, if I, if I remember correctly, it's like 54% fructose and then like 46% glucose versus a 50-50 blend in, in sugar. Um, so when I see people going, you know, don't have that, that garbage high fructose corn syrup, just to have honey. I'm like, that's a 4% difference, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the scenarios where fructose can be isolated and called the kind of, uh, you know, the, the boogeyman that, that, that's behind the, the obesity epidemic or the overconsumption crisis we have, uh, I think is, is pretty far-fetched. I, I really do think that... Um, to, to get into a scenario where the overconsumption of fructose is in and of itself a problem, you have to have some pretty out there kind of uh, diet setups in combination with someone who might be already uh, metabolically dysfunctional. So to, to think of that as a public health crisis, I, I don't think so. I think if we go back to the, what's the real issue, it's that we have these highly palatable foods that are cheap, always available, uh, and our lives are getting more and more busy. We do more and more mindless eating where we just have to grab food without thinking about it. We don't have structure. We don't sit down and eat with our family anymore. Uh, our plates are getting larger. Our glasses are getting larger. I tell you, if, if you just go travel around the world, all of a sudden you notice that the glasses, the plates, the forks, everything is much smaller in every other part of the world besides the U.S. Food is more expensive. Um, food places aren't open 24-7. And there's just all of these things that compound that make it very easy to get very tasty foods all the time and eat way past uh, what would normally be considered um, a, a reasonable portion size because of we don't have the same satiety cues anymore. So I think anytime we try to isolate it to something like fructose or even fat like we did in the 80s or, 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 or kind of in the early 2000s, we really were on that paleo kick where it's anything that wasn't around when we were, you know, chasing velociraptors down with sticks, uh, back when Freud had yeah. just recently, yeah, <laughs> recently <laughs> created the planet. Yeah, he created fire. Really, he <laughs> yes. taught us the way. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, he created us and dinosaurs at the same time, and he said, "Fight, whoever wins." I'll, I'll teach you about. <laughs> I've seen that uh, movie. Freudian philosophy. Yeah, I've yeah seen that's that a movie. good one. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I think it, whether it's you know what Paleo Man ate, fat, carbs, sugar, fructose. Uh, I, I think w if any time we try to find a single smoking gun we're almost invariably wrong because yeah. the obesity epidemic has a multifaceted uh, pieces to it of why we are where we are today. So anything that we haven't already covered that you think that people uh, either get wrong or don't understand about carbohydrates? Yeah, I, I think the big thing to know about carbohydrates is that um, they become increasingly important the more active you are. 
uh, and uh, that depending on the type of activity you're doing, uh, they might be less or more important. You know, so if you're someone who just lifts weights a couple times per week for an hour, kind of powerlifting focused, you don't need to slam a huge maltodextrin shake an hour before you train. Uh, However, if you're someone who's lifting a few times per week and then going on, you know, 30 or 40k bike rides regularly, then yeah, you you probably do want to look at things like Gatorade or goo packets or maltodextrin as something that might actually help your performance. But for the average exerciser, it's more about just eating a, a nice, healthy blend of multiple types of carbohydrate sources in moderation within the total calorie budget, focusing on fruits and vegetables and whole grains, and uh, also allow yourself the occasional treat. Uh, but just make sure that you have structure, you got balance, and don't think that carbohydrates are the devil. R- wrapping it up, your favorite carb source, most delicious. Oh, that's tough, man. That's tough. Are you a carb guy? I, I definitely eat carbs. Yeah. It's just they're always in combination with something else. You know, like I love pizza, but that I wouldn't call it carb. Right. You know? right. <laughs> but who yeah, but pizza's great. Pizza. Hey, we'll take I'll, pizza. I'll say yeah. uh, I'll I'll say pasta, just because okay. that's that's okay. a little more yeah. Italian, right. I'm always a happy man. I like it. I like there it. Uh, where can people find you, Eric? Check me out on three dmusclejourney.com. That's for anyone interested in uh, drug free information on bodybuilding powerlifting or just general science where you can find links to my research review, monthly applications, and strength sport if you want to stay up on the science things. Or if you want to read my books on nutrition or training, check me out at muscleandstrengthpyramids.com. And if you want some more lighthearted content, a little bit of lifting history, check me out at at helms3dmj on Instagram. Thanks a lot, Eric. My pleasure.